Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Is it possible to live for today while still planning for tomorrow? Hey everyone, welcome back to Make Money Behave. I'm Maria Casillas, and that's the question I want to talk about briefly today. It's actually something that for some reason, you know, I actually have a really bad memory for things and I'm not super excited to share that um, because I, I sometimes wonder if maybe I am struggling with, um, you know, just, I don't know, maybe I'm susceptible to early onset Alzheimer's or something because I'm only 42, uh, not even 41 actually, but I'll be 42 soon. And so it's a little early for some of that, but I, I admittedly struggle with memory loss, but there are still some things that just stick in my mind and this 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 story for some reason just has stuck with me all these years i remember being in chicago now we kind of grew up around chicago um but i didn't live in the city but one time during my junior to senior year in college i was nominated to do this social justice thing and the assignment that i was given was in the heart of chicago and uh, I was there for, I want to say, two months or something for the actual assignment. And then after that, I stayed in Chicago for a little while. And at one point, my brother was visiting. And he and, and my now husband, who was just, I believe we were not engaged at that time. I think we were just dating. Um, but at the time, they were really close friends. And so anyway, the three of us were on a bus in the heart of Chicago. And I don't remember why we got on the topic, but we definitely got on the topic of, you know, of planning and just living full out right now. And as as you may guess, I, I kind of grew up with more of that scarcity mindset of, you know, you got to save, 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 kind of sit on your money, uh, you know, don't spend it, don't waste it, that kind of thing. And um, my brother, who I really would love to be a little bit more like sometimes, I'm, I'm working on this, is more of the like, just live for today. Let's get this done. You know, I can always, if I if I waste money, I can always earn more. And there's just very much more of that type of um, approach. And so this, that played out even when we were younger. And so I remember him like, well, what if you die tomorrow? You know, you gotta, you gotta live for today. And, um, and I've, of course, I was just really just trying to wrap my mind around all of it. And I just said, you know, what if, is it possible? What if, what if we just live for today while still planning for tomorrow? And in the great, you know, big brother fashion that it was, and he's not even my older brother, but I still call my big brother sometimes. He looked at me and he's like, well, that's, that's, you know, very wise. (laughs) And of course he was being sarcastic and making fun of me. Um, But for some reason, that statement has stuck with me all these years. As you can imagine, during the different ebbs and flows in my life, I've done a really good job of some of it and a really poor job at other times. And like, for example, when, you know, we were before our whole, you know, debt-free journey, we were obviously living for today without doing a whole lot of planning for tomorrow. And then when we were like just all in on the debt-free journey, we were doing a lot of planning for tomorrow and a very little living for today. And that seemed very much out of balance as well. I'm going to just take a second to apologize for all the background noise. Um, I'm actually on my front porch right now and 
Of course, you may or may not know that we're in a new construction zone, and of right now they're building a home like four houses down, and so that's you're probably hearing some of that background noise. So I apologize for the lack of quality on um, on this recording, but I appreciate your grace with all of that because the alternative is trying to be inside where all of the kids are probably making even more noise. So um, thank you for allowing me that, and, and again for giving me some of that grace. So back to what I was saying before when we were doing all living for today or all planning for tomorrow, there was zero balance and it just felt very awkward. You know, it's like, it it was just kind of like swinging the pendulum from one side to the next and then it would swing back and it just never felt balanced. I think that the reason I always go back to that moment is because that was just one of those moments of, of unintended wisdom, maybe. And I don't know where that came from, but it was a lesson that I needed to hear even today. And I think it's a lesson that I need to pass on to my clients as well and to my listeners, whether you're a client or not, that it is possible to live for today while planning for tomorrow. There is a, a balance that can be had there. In fact, if you don't have that balance, you're going to feel it and you're going to end up you know, bringing yourself back. So if you could do too much planning for tomorrow and you haven't lived for today, there is a very strong possibility that there will be regret because we don't know if we have tomorrow right? And that's really one of the the biggest um, arguments against just constantly saving everything and, and putting money aside and, and being so scared about you not having enough for tomorrow because you don't have tomorrow promised to you, right? And on the flip side of that, if you live full out today thinking that you might die tomorrow, but you live 85 years, you, you might be stuck wishing you had planned a little bit for that because you might have nothing left for it. So again, you can see, and and I know logically this makes sense, but take yourself out of the logic for a second, get out of your head for a minute and, and go to look at your behavior. What is your behavior telling you about your approach to this thing? What is your, what does your checkbook say? What does your bank account say? If you look at the way that you spend, are you finding that there's balance Are you doing a really good job of living for today while still planning for tomorrow? And what do I even mean by that? What do you mean living for today? Does that mean you should, you know, jump on an airplane every day and, you know, go travel and and put all of your money on credit cards because you're not going to be there to pay it back tomorrow anyway? No, that's not what I'm suggesting. But I am suggesting that you have permission to make memories, right? Like, why would you why would you be so concerned about having maxed out your 401k and making sure that you have all of this retirement money but not go and visit a friend of yours why why do you want to do that because if you can visit that friend of yours and make memories that is so much more life-giving than being able to pass on you know an extra $20,000 to your children. I know that sounds crazy coming from somebody who is supposed to be all about the money, right? But I don't think that I, I really, I don't know, like, I don't think that if you die a multimillionaire, but did not create memories with your family, then you really weren't that rich, in my opinion. I was talking to my sister yesterday. And she was telling me um, some of the things that she does to just like make sure that she's in good mental health. And one of the things that she said that really struck me was um, if it's something that's not life giving, then I need to let it go. And I thought that's 
that's really cool. I mean, I really love the way that she said that, you know, um, because life giving is kind of a relative term to each one of us. Whatever brings me life or gives me life is different than what's going to give you life. But if you if you look at it in the terms of something that's life giving for you, then it gives you permission to do that thing that I might not do. Like I, I'm not sure that I'm not a camper at all. So I don't know that, you know, going into the wild and, and staying in nature for, you know, three weeks at a time is going to be life giving for me. But if that's something that brings you joy and gives you life, then I absolutely would say, let's work that into your financial plan, right? Because we want to do things that are going to give you that motivation, give you the life that you need and help you make the memories. So, so often I'm asked, like, what do I do? What, like, what, what problem do I solve? And that's one of the problems I solve. I help you understand what kind of plan would even be good for you. What motivates you, right? I help you find that. I help you find what motivates you, what keeps you going, what stops you, where you get stuck. I help you find those things because anyone, anyone, listen to me, anyone can hand you a plan and say, go do it. But if you don't have the tools necessary to actually execute that plan, then all it is is a thing on a piece of paper and you're like, yeah, thanks, that did me no good. And so when you pay somebody like me, you don't pay me for the plan. You guys can get that for free. In fact, I'll give it to you for free. That's what I do on my 30 minute call, right? I'll give you a plan, that's fine. But that's not what you're paying a coach for. What you're paying a coach for is to help you execute the plan, to help you identify the things that are strengths for you, weaknesses for you, things that need to be tweaked just a little bit, blind spots. I mean, that's huge. You might know some of your strengths and weaknesses, but it's the blind spots that a coach is going to help you see. That's why I hired a coach. Yes, I'm, I mean, I'm very self-aware, and that's something that I joke about on a regular basis, sometimes too self-aware. It kind of drives me crazy. But even as self-aware as I am, I have blind spots, you guys. We all do. And a coach, especially one who you don't really know that well, like you relate to, but you don't know super well, they're the ones who are going to help you see those blind spots because they're not afraid to call you on it, right? They're, you're, they're not going to have their feelings hurt if you get mad at them. <laughs> so so that is one of the advantages to hiring somebody that you you know enough to trust, like you relate to them, but you don't know them, like you don't have to go talk to them every day at the dinner table, right? Because it's a lot less awkward for my coach to call me out on my blind spot than it is to have my husband call me out on a blind spot. He still does it and I still take it, but it is a lot less awkward to have a coach see that. So anyway, um, that's one of the things that I do is help solve that problem for you and help you see some of those blind spots. Because the truth is, you guys, you can learn the tools, you can figure out the math, but if you struggle to make your behavior change, then it's it's not going to have long lasting results for you so that's what I do. And guys, listen, this is not the only way and it's not the right way. This is just, it's my way of doing it. That's all. So if that way of doing it, if that approach resonates with you, it's time to chat. Go to chatwithmc.com. Get on my calendar. Let's see what happens from there. Okay. All right. That is it for today. I'm going to let you go and uh, I'll be back next time. I think next time I want to talk about relating with money. I heard something the other day that's pretty cool. It's uh, about intimacy. And so I think I'm going to talk about that next time. But for now, I will let you get back to your fantastic day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.